You are now listening to the Sons of Swanee Sportscast. Somebody say oh my and give them dog six. What's up, sons? What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Sons of Swanee Sportscast. Hunter Abercrombie, along the way, Mr. T.J. Vickers. What up, Vic? Man, we are we are doing good. Back to back weeks, baby. Back to back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving the people exactly what they have come to not expect. That's right. You know, we try to give the keep people them on their toes. Want. Never know when we might show up, like a thief in the night. That's very true. Absolutely. You know, we talked about favorite movies last week. I left one out because I watched it on Netflix, man. Seabiscuit. You ever seen it? That's a, yeah. It's been a oh, while. It's a good one. It's been a while. It's a good one. A little underdog story. Made my boys watch the big scene where he races the, you know, war admiral, the big horse. You know, I, speaking of sports movies, you see Creed Three has now opened as the top grossing, I guess, in the first week or whatever, however they judge it, top grossing sports film of all time in the first week. How do you judge that at this Be point? Be like though, Space like? Jam. Like I'm trying to think of like other movies that mm. would have been good box office movies mm-hmm. the first week. I know we've talked about this before, but I'll real quick. Three, you got three seconds. Favorite sports movie? Go. Well, I've always favorite joked, th- three seconds. Favorite Sandlot. sports movie? Sandlot. Sandlot. Okay. Good. I've always jokingly said Cool Runnings, and you've always been very upset with me. Oh no, it's it's a good yeah, one. Cool yeah, Runnings. But, but feel the rhythm, feel the run. So, yeah. Yeah. Pop time. Mm-hmm. But Sandlot. Okay. Good movie for the rest of your life. It's just sports movie. Sandlot. Same lots, a good one. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Hey, this week's episode of the Sons of Swanee Sportscast brought to you by our friends at DG CrossFit. Stands for Dirty Gringos CrossFit. Go see Sensei Jose Garcia, Maggie Mouton out there behind the, uh, I don't know, the North First Federal. I don't know what the road's called, but it's really nice back there now. It's nice now, yeah. Yeah. We used to talk about you got to dodge the potholes. Not anymore, man. We got some smooth sailing. Paved roads out there. By Inside Out. That's right. Shout out to them. Yes. They're clearing some more land out there now to do some uh, some housing. They are. From yeah. what I understand. Yeah. I've done some drone shots with those guys. Our friends so. Dana Berman and yeah. Jeff Bradford out Absolutely. there yes. making moves, getting things done. Yeah, they're there. Dana and I are, um, we, we bond over our earmuffs, Commissioner Councilman Campbell, our disdain for the city of Live Oak and their processes and how they make things way mm. more difficult than they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably I'm just gonna breeze a, through that. You could have a pretty large group at that point in time. Man, I just don't. It doesn't get, have to be just y'all too. Nice people up there, man. They're nice. Mm-hmm. It's just things are difficult. Oh man, which leads me into a don't be that guy. I'm gonna get this in a little Go while. Okay. okay, folks, stick around for this week's don't be that guy. I got a good one too. It may cause a divorce at my house, but oh my god, that's Mine's just a little. Good. It's a little tidbit, a little cookie that's crumble for you there. Okay, all right. All Follow right. the trail, a little Hansel and Gretel. I'm gonna stay engaged. You know, sometimes I check out whenever you talk, but I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm here all the way through it now. <laughs> all right, we're gonna jump in. We're gonna get to what we're here for. The the good stuff. I don't know. That's that's kind of the good stuff. Man. It is. Yeah. It is. So last week we talked to Coach John Wainwright on the and the Swanee wrestling team. They were headed down to state in Kissimmee. Was it Kissimmee? I believe it was. Girls were in Lakeland for weightlifting. Kissimmee, Silver Spurs Arena. Now it's coming to me. Anyway, we had talked to Coach Wainwright and he had told us, you know, kind of a great weekend. Next that weekend would be a top five finish at state. We didn't quite get there, but had a good run nonetheless. 
may have gotten there. We had an injury at 106 yeah. with Eli Jolliker. Yeah, um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, Eli, after his first match, had to forfeit his next two because of uh, elbow injury he sustained, and so certainly wish him the best. Eli, only a sophomore, though, he'll be back, and I think good bet that he'll be back at state next year. We finished ninth overall as a team, however. Um, came in at, let me get it, I just had it pulled up, 68 and a half points. Um, our our old friends, friends being a lie, from Jensen Beach, just as they did in state duels, won the state title with 177 points. I never didn't know who Somerset was, but I saw a lot of guys from Somerset up there in the top. Something top familiar to me as few. well. Yeah, so I'm sure they, uh, I'm sure they were up there as well. Leading the way for Swanee was a junior Topher Pearson. Topher finished third at 120 pounds, so congratulations to him. He finishes the year at 51 and 14. By the way, before I jump in any further, I know I'm jumping back and forth here. Last week we talked about girls weightlifting. We forgot to mention Savannah White. The reason, yep. the reason we forgot to mention Savannah is because when we were kind of reviewing the article, knocking out all the names, hers was at the very top because she had the best showing of anybody. Yep. And so she won a state title in, oh, here I go again, Olympic, I believe, mm-hmm. and was up there as well in traditional. So Savannah, sorry we forgot your name last week. But now you're solo this week, getting all the glory just by yourself. We See res- how that works? We rescind what we said last week. That's right. Or added, we add. I guess we can't rescind what, it. We what, what, said what, last what week. has been said has been said. So, anyway, Topher Pearson finished third. Congratulations to Topher. We had three fifth place finishers Brody Beam, Austin Howard, and Austin McKinney all placed fifth for the dogs. And Justin Contreras finished eighth. Other state qualifiers Dustin Wood. We had uh, Marshall White, and we had Eli Jolliker, as yeah. we said. So congratulations to the boys. Oh, I'm sorry, and Aiden Kirby. I about did it again. We were going to have to come next week, and we were going to have to give Kirby an apology. That's the only reason why we come every week now. Which I don't want to do for Aiden Kirby because he's a Gator fan, and so he deserves nothing good. But here I am giving him a lot of air That's time. That's a little harsh. I'm kidding. He knows harsh. I love him. He knows I love him. Like him. I like him. There you go. I like Aiden. Yeah, different. Besides the different uh, four-letter word that starts with L. Besides the Gator stuff. Anyway, (laughs) congratulations to them. Congratulations to all the seniors who were down there. A great run in their final year. Brought this thing back to where you want it to be, and so now you leave yourself a legacy for the other guys to follow, which I think is always a good goal to have. Yeah, and like you said, that's frustrating for Jolliker to have to forfeit his matches and not get a chance to compete like he was hoping to, of course. But like you said, I believe he's a sophomore. So yep, you you would assume one would assume with his junior and senior year still coming up that he would be a, a face that you would see back at the state competition. No guarantees, of course, but with him just being a sophomore, you surely bet on him being able to be back next year or the following year and kind of avenge the chance of you know competing at the state level. Yeah, he's a good wrestler. Always has been very technical, and um, you know we'll see. He'll he'll be right there at the one hundred six, one thirteen. Contreras, same thing. Marshall White comes back. You got yep. Clay Starling coming back. You know, Coach Wainwright had mentioned a couple guys last week. You bring McKinney back. You bring Pearson back. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna it's lose a, a lot with the four yep. seniors, but yep. you are gonna return a lot as well. So, congratulations to the wrestling team. Great job. Great season, both duels and the IBT this weekend. So, we move on. We are officially now, I guess, into all spring sports. TJ. Yeah. Yes. All spring sports here. We got a little bit of an update from the boys and girls. Uh, track and field competition. They went to Santa Fe in a mini meet on March 1st. Some notable performers from the evening. Kaylee Cuffey, first overall in shot put. Riley Hermanson, first overall in the 1600. Will Wainwright, second overall in javelin and second overall in shot put. Clay Starlin, third overall in 400 hurdles. 
Morgan Mobley, first overall in the 800 and second overall in the 1600. Paul Gunther, third overall in 1600. So, plenty of names to run through there. Yep. And yeah, we're off and running the spring sports. A lot and, of and, multi-sport and that's, yeah, athletes. That's, that's another one that, you know, we're expecting big things from this year. Yeah, I think it should be. It should be a good year for the track team. Kaylee, straight out of uh, girls' weightlifting. Let me get my state ring there. I'm going to go win a little shot put yeah, while no, I'm no, at no it. No problem, yeah. All good stuff. All good stuff. On the flag football side, we mentioned last yeah. week that flag football was getting ready to kick off. They now stand at, I believe it is going to be 3-1. They one. Defe- yep. defeated Jefferson County. Um, I believe that was last night they defeated Jefferson County, and it was 32-6. to six. Not even close. Macy Campbell, three touchdown passes. Kamaya Lovett, uh, 40 yards on the ground. Hannah Humphreys, three passes, caught three passes for 85 yards and a touchdown. Torlandria Ross with a 30-yard 30 touchdown, as well as an interception. So a great night for the Lady Dogs. They now stand at 3-1. and one. Their only loss coming, I believe it was over in Jacksonville. Yeah, versus Mandarin. Mandarin, Thir- that's who it was. 13-6, so a very close game. But nonetheless, that is the one loss that we have on our record so far. So the 3-1 and one Bulldogs will play host to Bradford, who is mm-hmm. 5-0 tomorrow. We're recording on a Wednesday the 8th. So tomorrow evening at the Doghouse, they will be facing off against an undefeated Bradford Tornadoes. You know what I was reading? Oh, we got Brad. We got Coach Staples coming yeah, to town. Yeah. Oh, of the Deuces and Seven Sports Podcast. Yeah, our, si- our sister station. Not our sister station. Our stepchild over in Bradford County. There you go. Our there stepchild go. station over we, in Bradford County. That we County. helped raise. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we don't like. So, see, we're like the stepdads. Yeah. We, we beat them and they hate us. <laughs> <laughs> say so. You know, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be a regular father. Okay, I'm just trying to get that. <laughs> oh man, speaking to... of, so no amniotic fluid running down the berm at, at Florida Field this weekend for baseball, huh? Uh, you made yeah, it? Yeah, no, no, we did not. Oh, you didn't so go. There was no amniotic fluid to run down the berm. <laughs> you didn't go. Yeah, uh, spending five and a half hours on a Friday night in the labor and delivery floor. Of, oh, you having se- or seizures, contractions? No, no, so she has high blood pressure, oh. but all's well. Everything's okay with her. Everything's okay with the baby, but uh, a little bit of high blood pressure. They wanted to check her out for preeclampsia. Oh, Everything's yeah. okay, so we're all good. But she's on bed rest. I was going to say, chilling see, at man, the crib. I'm an yeah. old expert at this. I was like, did they put her on bed rest yet? Yeah. Chilling was, at the so crib, man. Going. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. We're, we're all good. Give but, her some ice chips. Any ice chips? Ah, no, I didn't know that. I need to. It used uh, to be a thing. I don't know anymore. You know. Well, I mean. It's worth a try. The rooms have really improved down there. You're going to enjoy it. I mean, it's I a heard, comfortable heard setup it's for like the dads. It's like a suite. They give you yeah. like an armband that's like good to get to the cafeteria. Basically, yeah. just like Golden Corral that bad boy. From Take 20, whatever you want. From my original voyage in 2012 until 2020, when my last voyage, it was a lot of improvements. Good. A lot of improvements. So it was good. an upgrade. We did a, did a good job down there. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. Sunset Swanee will be growing by one. That's right. Have him on the show soon. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it. It won't be a very good interview. <laughs> when I was when I was reading this, you know, we beat Jefferson County, so of course we said Jeffco. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. You know, all around us we got Jeffco, we got yeah. Madco, we got Hamco, Hamco yeah. we got Tayco. Tayco. Yeah. We're not what are we? Swoco. Swoco? Swoco. That that's better sound, than Coco. That, that, over sounds to the, like, uh, that sounds like really bad whiskey. Better than it's so better than the school out east of us, the purple and gold. Coco. Yeah. Coco. <laughs> anyway, just a random thought. Cuckoo for Coco Possum. So, moving on. We had softball. <laughs> softball also doing That's right. well. Now stand at 5-1, and one, I believe. Yep, 5-1. and one. Yep. Mm-hmm. We uh, had a had 
Actually, no, I'm, I'm looking at the baseball schedule. I'm sorry. Yeah, we defeated That's not Gats- going to say 500. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. We, we defeated Gadsden County 18-0. to zero. Most recently had a combined no-hitter, I believe. It was definitely a, a perfect game. Yeah, it was a quick one. It yeah. wasn't – it yeah. was so. – uh, yeah. It was like a, uh, you know, ride the bus get in, over, get out, get yep. in, go eat a chicken dinner, and let's get back to Live Oak. Yep. My concern with the softball team, which I told you before we came on air, is I don't know how much this schedule is going to test us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a lot of the local schools, which I said last week, I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. I do enjoy playing the local schools, but as I look further down the schedule, that's really all we got. So you're not yeah. going to get tested a whole lot, maybe by Gainesville. You know, Buholt seems to be down. I didn't see Columbia on the schedule. I don't know why. Yeah, I think anyway. we're kind of Oh, are we still doing yeah, that? We're, Is we're that still, still a thing? We're, we're still off. Oh, yeah. oh the man. rest of the year. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Um, you, work, you, you talked your way through that one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of like COVID. We're still doing that. I mean, we're yeah, still we're yeah. still doing some things. We're still not going to let Djokovic in the country to play tennis. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's going to stand in the middle of a court with no one around, but we're not going to let him in. Yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. So it, it brings me back to a little concerned about will we be tested. So how does that affect us come playoff time, district tournament time? All that fun stuff. Yeah, and, and if you just if you just blitz through the schedule real quick. So again, we're recording on Wednesday, the eighth. So this Friday, they will go to Union County, and on Monday, uh, the following Monday on the thirteenth, they have Union County come here. So the two back to back games versus Union County. You got Branford, Lafayette, two games with Madison still left. Hamilton actually two games left with Branford as well. So you, you really uh, just start looking up and down the schedule, and like you said, Hunter. It, the bus rides aren't very long yeah. for, for basically the entire season. Now, there are a couple games here and there that you could maybe get more of a measuring stick as far as how these teams are. And, you, you know, like we've said before, it's hard to judge what a team is year in and year out. But you, you hear certain names of schools and you think, okay, they're going to be a competitive team. So you got a couple of the Gainesville schools that you go up against. you got U-Holds. you got Gainesville High. Uh, Bradford could potentially be a, a tough contest. And Williston, you know, hit or miss sometimes. So there's a couple games that maybe – you want to put a little bit more emphasis on to see what this this team could really be about. But like you mentioned, Hunter, before mm-hmm. we start recording, this should end up being a very good record-wise team. Right. But come playoffs, how battle-tested will they be? And, we'll, you know, we won't, we won't know until we get there. But, kind of the but also, yeah, it's going to be, said, it's gonna be a, you know, right. a, a pretty good win total, I would say, for this team. Right. And that's, and that's all good. That's all well and good. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, would I love to see a Trinity Christian mixed in there or, you know, a Lincoln or somebody yeah, similar? Yeah. Sandalwood, Bartram and, Trail, something. And, and you know what, what I was just saying here, you know, a couple of the Gainesville schools, well, if you look, we've already played Buholtz and Gainesville already. Buholtz was the first game of the year, 12-0 victory. Gainesville, uh, late last month, we played against them, 16-4 to win. Do you so think – 2-0 versus a couple of the schools that I said you, you might want to – Get you, a better test out. Do you think it has gotten to the point? I don't know this. This is just totally speculation. Where maybe in these bigger cities, the softball players aren't playing high school ball and just playing travel. It be- could be yeah, because now yeah. if you watch, so if you watch ESPN, like you watch Florida State softball on ESPN, you know how it used to say name like uh, let's say Michaela Edenfield, hometown Sneeds, Florida, and then it would say high school. Mm-hmm. Now it'll say high school and like a club team or travel team underneath. It'll name both of them sometimes, and that's just odd to me. They don't do that for baseball. but um, Yeah, I was going to say, that so early in the season, Florida doesn't really play very many games that have been broadcast yet so far. I think Florida State You got that ESPN Plus they well, do, baby. Well, no, I do, but but so far, like, we've had – we've 
participate in a few different invitationals and a few different tournaments where they yeah. really don't have very much on there. Uh, so I, I haven't realized that. But, yeah, that is interesting that not only did they put the, the hometown, yeah. which maybe isn't actually their hometown, maybe it's just the town that they reside <laughs> right. in to play in, uh, and then also put the club team too. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do that for your uh, travel ball team that you have? We now? are, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. I'm ready. You know, last year, this is off topic again. Here we go again. Last year they talked about um, for Rookie Ball All-Stars, which another thing I was like, man, we're not doing Rookie Ball All-Stars, and then we did it. Um, they had talked about, you know, because these little travel tournaments, it's another annoying thing that I disdain, is they'll have walk-up songs playing yeah. over the uh, loudspeaker. Yeah, yeah. And so they had mentioned, they had made the mere mention of doing that for the Rookie Ball All-Stars, and I said that if we do that, my son will be walking up to bat to Careless Whisper by George Michael. And that was your way of – Trying to threaten them? wasn't a threat. It would have been awesome. I think it would have got him pumped. Look it up. It's awesome. I think Can we lead with that this week when we when we start the show? We'll see. Yes. Let's <laughs> do right, it. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. It'll be great. All right. Anyway, neither – again, I might have said this the third time now. Neither here nor there. Moving on to baseball. Not good. No. Your thoughts? No. Um Having trouble getting runs across the plate. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a really bad recipe for victory. Right. Uh, Santa Fe, very good. Yeah. Santa yeah. Fe, very good. Buholz, very good, which is coming. I don't know about the team we played from Alabama. Greenbow. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't know really much about them, but that was a 6-1 defeat. But, yeah, you look at the last four games between Uli Santa Fe, the school from Alabama, and another Santa Fe matchup, you scored four runs. Right. Total. So, Total. If, as we said, I, don't, I haven't seen the stats, but if – Yeah. As we said – if, and they were if, not. They were not you, one zero victories. If a few certain guys said. don't hit, we're going to struggle. Now yeah. I want to tell you where we're not struggling. That's at the middle school because I went over there the My other day, goodness. and we are dropping bombs and we are barreling up some balls. Now, obviously, the pitching is much different at middle school yeah. Yeah. than it is at high school. But I'm telling you, I, I said it last week, and I will say it again. There's going to be freshmen pushing, pushing very hard <clears throat> for playing time next year. On the varsity. Yeah, and I noticed that uh, I think Jake Moran is already setting a middle school record for home runs in a season. Is that yeah, correct? He's over, about yeah, that? he's over. He hit his seventh home run the other day. Yeah, he hit three in one game the yeah, other day. Yeah, hit, hit three in one game to bring his season total to seven, which is a middle school record. So, yep. yeah, you're, you're going to see. Yeah, some, Friars just peppering the the gap with doubles. Like, I could I, – I made the comment, I can't hit a golf ball like there. Like, he's just – it's the same spot every time, just peppering barrels into the gap every time. Then you got Watson, who's really physical and has a good swing and is really good on the mound. Then you got Nickerson coming in seventh grade, who's going to be a monster. And then you got like eight other guys who can go on at Rylan Lawson and Landon Peterson. And I mean, the list goes on. I mean, it's just nonstop. They're very, very deep. If they grow, you know, they're yeah. they're young yeah. guys, so yeah. they got to grow into their bodies. They got to get big. If they if they've already hit their growth spurt and they stop, then we're going to have some they're problems. In a little bit of trouble, but. Yeah, but if if nature continues to take its course. It's coming. And I, I don't think they'll have a problem doing that. I don't know. So the future's bright. But, I would say But so. for now, we're, we're struggling. We just got to figure it out and away, man. It. You got to stay with it. I mean, what are you going to do? You don't have a lot of options. You go out there and you, you get after it and you keep grinding, and that's what you do. And so you put together good at-bats and you try to improve. And I don't know. I haven't looked. Do you have the schedule pulled up? I'm putting you on the spot there. I just had it pulled up. Give me one second. So, I mean, you look at the schedule and you try to find you some wins along the way. You know, Easton threw last night and it looked like he threw okay. He's going to have to throw well. Ethan's going to have to throw well. Thompson's going to have to throw well. 
and you're going to have to find a way to scratch across some runs. Like we said, this is not going to be rocket science for this team. Nope. The top four guys, five guys in the lineup are going to have to hit. Lopez is a fresh, freshman. He's hitting four hole last night. So that's not ideal no. in a perfect world within no. your program. No. Good for Noah Lopez because he's going to be a great player, but you wouldn't ideally have him hitting fourth as a freshman. Absolutely. Unless it was on JV. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but varsity four hole freshman, that those are words mm-hmm. that you don't normally hear being But there's good together. players. I don't want you I don't want it to be twisted like we're saying they can't play. They can play. PJ can play. Logan Brooks has got some athleticism. He can play a little bit. Lopez can obviously play, and these are good building blocks. Again, just making the point that Next year, there is going to be serious competition coming from young guys. In the next few weeks, it doesn't get any easier for us. We have an away match versus a game. Excuse me, I said match again. I figured you'd jump down my throat right away. Friday, we play play against Buholtz on the road. Union County comes to town next week. Bellevue comes to town next week as well. Then Arnold, Rickards, Leesburg, and South Lake, Bellevue. So this this month, we, we got some teams that – yeah, I, I, I don't know too much about them, to be honest. I'm not sure well, about Leesburg and break, South Lake. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that spring break. Is. Um, but we'll, we'll see if we can find our yeah. footing a little bit, kind of find our way. And We knew this coming into the year. This isn't this a surprise. This isn't a surprise, yeah. You lost no. eight seniors and five no. transfers. I mean, no. so what, you what, lost what the whole you, team. What did you expect? Right. So, I mean, you just got to find your way. These guys have never had varsity innings. Varsity at bats. It's going to be no, growing. No, I mean, pace. there's no one to blame here. It just It is what it is right now, right. I would say. Yep. Yep. So, does that wrap us up for Swanee for the week? I think I think that does. Very good. So, I watched your uh, I watched your Crocs play Miami, yep. and I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm not happy about this, but they're going to be a problem. They're going to be really good. They can swing it. Yeah. Which they, is what they technic or technically traditionally that's been the downfall. Yeah. If you said you know pitching or hitting, obviously pitching is probably more synonymous than anything. Yeah. With, now here's the thing. And I said it last week whenever we kind of did, like, our preview, even though we already had a handful of games to go off of, the the, the weekend rotation, Friday through Sunday, yeah, that's, that's first-round talent. All good. You know, all, all three of them are first-round good. And that's why I think you're going to be okay, and I'll say why in a minute. Yeah, so it's it's going to be the middle innings. And so you and I were kind of texting about it with friend of the mm-hmm. program, Jamie, and, and kind of what, what Sully said and what I even I was thinking, too. It's like, okay, you get a quality start. So let's go six innings or Friday through Sunday. And then Brandon Neely, who was almost a starter, the Sunday starter, but kind of closed in on the, the closer role, he can give you two innings potentially, but mm-hmm. he can definitely give you at least one inning. So you're looking at a handful of innings between the quality start and the closer we have one inning a night. So where do you find those guys right now i think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle because we're doing five weeks or five games a week we're doing at least four games a week i do think some of the the middle guys more towards the end of conference play and then of course once we get into the tournament play you'll see them be the middle reliever guys a kid i'm very excited for is kate fisher is that the lefty that's the lefty that's a true freshman yeah Yeah, he's going to be a problem he's going to keeps everything down he's going to be the next one so he is right now Typically been used as a midweek starter. Mm-hmm. Did some pretty good things versus South Florida, I believe. That was the one game that we did win against South Florida. He was the one who started it, I do believe. Um, and then the other midweek starter that we have, he didn't have the best showing last night versus FAU. Yoel Tejada, he's six foot eight. So I mean, that's what you're you're used to seeing big, huge guys like that. That Sully yeah. gets. So maybe next year, or two years from now, you'll see him be in the weekend rotation. But I think for right now, the limited times that we've had a chance to see him. I think Kate Fisher could be that bridge guy whenever it gets down to it, when you don't have to worry about midweek starts. 
and you're just worried about conference play. And then once the conference play is done and you get into the SEC tournament and then, you know, the big dance from there, who's going to be a guy that can eat up some innings for you? And I think that could be the guy. He's a lefty, he's young, and he's only going to get better. So I think that's the one guy that you maybe could look at. And the, the thing that's frustrating to me, Hunter, I'm kind of just rambling now, but I'll, I'll – yeah. You don't know who to rely on. That's the annoying thing. Like Blake Parnell was a freshman All-American. You didn't even see him these last couple of nights because he's just falling out of favor with Sully. And I know certain things he's trying out right now just to see who can be a plug-and-play guy. But it's not like it's not like you see that bullpen door open and you see a guy or you see the jersey number and you roll your eyes like, oh, brother, you know, we're in for it this time. It's, okay, what are we going to get? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I really don't know. You just it's don't like, know. you know, man, this guy last week versus Miami gave you two solid innings, struck out four, you know, gave up one hit, no earned runs. That's great. Then next thing you know, he's coming out versus FAU, which, you know, traditionally is a, is a lower-end school compared to, you know, the talent that Miami brings to town. And he gets lit up for, you know, four runs and an inning and a third. Right. You, you just don't know who you can rely on it. And I think that's the frustrating thing. And that's what Sully's trying to work out right now is I, I just don't know what I'm going to get from each one of my guys every single night. I think you're going to be fine because the starting pitching so good. So what you said is true. When you get into tournament time, the, the numbers are going to shrink. You're going to, you know, you're going to ride those guys mm-hmm. and God forbid they have a bad start. You're not going to have to rely on five guys in the pen. You've got yeah. to win. You've got to win a three game series. You got sure. to win two games. Exactly or three games in a regional, two games in a super, whatever. So you can shrink that a lot. Kind of like you see in the postseason for major league teams. They just – two, three guys, yeah. they're running out there, and that's what you do. So, I mean, yeah, if you got Fisher and you've got uh, Neely and you've got one more, you got Coppola coming back. So who knows? Yeah, yeah exactly. Or Tejada that, that, or whoever. That's going to be like the, but when, the when deadline guy. When you've got Sproat, uh, Waldrop – is it Waldrop? Waldrop, yeah. And Caglione. and Caglione, I mean, what are you doing? Florida State's just the opposite. Well, yeah. we didn't know. You know, TCU, they threw great. Now you play a very senior-laden Florida Gulf Coast team, but you get beat around badly. I mean, no starter made it out of the third, I think. Yeah. That, Not good. Those are some high-scoring You've games, got too. one one pitcher right now that you feel good about, and that's Wyatt Crowell, who I would expect to probably see in the starting rotation pretty soon. Connor Whitaker's a good arm. Kirkland through okay, but you just have nothing you can trust. You got to find some things if you're link. The offense is doing well, but you know the pitching is going to hinder you. I think, and so, like we said, when whenever Florida and Florida State get together here in a couple weeks, it could be twenty to twelve or twenty two to yeah. twelve or yeah. whatever. You could see some very high scoring affairs in the midweek. And, let, and let's even go back, you know, to the Florida Miami series that just wrapped up. You know, they Florida takes two or three, so that's nine of the last ten years they've at least taken two mm-hmm. or three. They've won the series, but the one game that they did lose was the Saturday game. You look at the final score is fourteen to six. You're like, wow, Miami put it on them. Well, it was six one Florida. Yeah, Hurston Waldrop had a, a very very good reliable start, and then he let a couple guys on, so he did end up on the hook for a couple more runs than than really what. You know, if he would have been yeah. able to ride it out, I threw think he, better than the numbers. I, I, yeah, indicated. I think he would have been able to get through it. But with it being so early in the year, Sully's very cautious with his pitchers early in the year, so he's pulling them. He's letting Sprout go a little bit higher than what I've seen him do before, but he's pulling them pretty early. So you see, fourteen to six. Well, it really it was it was a back and forth game, and then the the bullpen just totally let us down and melt it down. But they come back the next day versus Sunday. Caglione had a good start. The guys out of the bullpen had some pretty good work. Brandon Neely was the one that actually gave up some of those runs right there at the very end. Yeah. A 14-4 victory on Sunday. A new 10-run mercy rule came into effect. The same guy has had two 
two run home runs that are technically walk offs. Yeah, but it's the ninth and tenth run ninth. that he's driving <laughs> home. So that, but you know, even some of these scores. I mean, you think about Friday night. I'm not sure how much of the games you watch. Friday night, Yo Yo Morales first inning hits a bomb of a three run shot. I mean, I think yeah. I think that thing landed in Columbia County. I'm not even lying. Like it went that far <laughs> out, and so he does this huge bat flip. Miami's shocking. Miami's dugout does a huge reaction, and so BT Rypel is not happy. Chest bumps him as he comes around home plate. So they have a huge blow up right there. Very first inning. Well, Ty Evans hits a walk off on Sunday. And blows kisses to the uh, Miami dugout. See, man, this crap. This is the crap you, I'm talking has about. you pulled up and then just snaps it over his knee as he walks by home plate. So you start it, we finish it. Yeah. Nine out of ten, Miami. It's all Shout gross. out Leo Torres. Man, it's rough down there. It's all gross. It's all gross. I hate baseball now. I can't go watch. It's so bad. All right, so I, well, at least we know that like. We can't break the the chop that y'all do because that would just literally be breaking our yeah. forearms. So we're not going to do that to you guys. <laughs> I promise you that. I don't know, man. I just don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. What else you got this week that you wanted to get into? Did Did you want to yell about how Anthony Richardson should be a first round draft pick? No, because it, you're, you're just oh yeah, you're man. Just my post yesterday blind it by hate. Yeah, the thrift store. I mean, if anybody That's can it. explain to me what's going on at the thrift store, I mean, I got some explanations. I don't want to touch on that. I got a couple messages I got, about I, it. I got yeah, I got a family I care about. I don't you know I don't, I'm, I'm nervous. See, it's not just me. Everybody's a little weirded out, right? Nobody know knows what's, what's going, going on. on out there. The Sons of Swanee Sportscast, thoughts and opinions. I'm just saying. Super got Ted Rouse from Swanee County you School got the bros, Anyways, go ahead. You got the bros store. Been in business since yep, Christ yep, was a kid. Yep, yep. You got the Melody Thrift Store. They're not knocking down the doors to get in there, but all of a sudden this place, this pop-up place, there's U-Hauls. There's and they're unloading the U-Hauls. Lines out the door. Yeah, we're wheeling everything in and out every yep, day. I just yep. don't understand. I'm not knocking it. It's not a knock. It's just a very confusing process of what's going on out I there. I do like the uh it's like about like three, three and a half, four feet high, the the American soldier that's like a, it's a it's a flag holder. Yeah. And so I think that's cool. I well, like go that. Buy it. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean people messaged me like defending like I wasn't trying to be mean. I just said I don't understand it. And they said there's a bunch of good deals. Well help, that's great. Help me understand. Yeah. Right. And they're like you could find antique furniture and I was like, yeah. can I do that at an antique store? Wouldn't that anyway but, yeah, so I say to Anthony Richardson, I don't understand how he's being projected as a first-round pick. Ryan Parker, who listens to the show from time to time, Ryan is a great Gator fan because Ryan is a normal person who you can have a conversation with and there can be difference of opinions but still, like, makes sense. Yeah. And he, he knows his stuff. He's a good sports yeah. guy. And so a lot like Torres, even though he's a Kane fan. You know, yeah. you can have normal conversations with him. And so, like he said, he, he made a good comparison to Josh Allen. Like, hey, yeah. this is kind of what they said about Josh Allen – Completion percentage in the fifties in college, and so I think yeah, if he figures, if he figures it out, he's Cam Newton, he's Josh Allen, and everything's great. My point was, if we're doing this based off of his combine numbers, we knew he was going to do well at the combine. This isn't news. Yeah. Yeah. So what changed from the end of the season till now? He had he, his athleticism is the same. The film doesn't, and it's not even the film because he had some good moments and some good games. But I think you would agree. I mean, I heard or saw on, on Faceplate and other social media outlets a lot of Florida fans knocking the guy throughout the year. And yeah. so, like, all of a sudden, we, we try to make him something he's not. Now, he could go and do well. And I would say now that Geno Smith has signed and Derek Carr has signed, one of those two places would probably be a great landing spot for him mm-hmm. because obviously he's a guy that you want to give a year or two sure. to learn. I, that's my yeah. thoughts. I'm not saying he can't be successful. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. Yeah, I 
I, I don't think there's any way he falls possibly out of the top He's going to go in the top at, 10. At this point in time. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all he'll be a first-round draft pick because, number one, the, the talent is undeniable. And number two, teams are going to believe in themselves so much that they can coach the wrong out of him. Like the things that yeah. he's doing incorrect, they're going to have enough. They're going to be so headstrong in their abilities to develop him that they're going to see this God-given talent that he has that they can't coach, that no one can coach, and they're going to be able to coach some of the things. And, you know, the one thing I'll say about his completion percentage, yes, it's not where it should be, but it's also not like he was putting up huge passing numbers. Like, it wasn't like he was – like, even like the Florida State game, he threw 27 times, and that was that was a very high-scoring game. So, really and truly, if, if you go back – and I wish I could have the breakdown of every single game, but let's say he completes two or three more passes a game – Considering the low amount of passes he was asked to throw every single game, he's probably mid-60s instead of mid-50s. Because, again, he wasn't asked to throw very much. The times that he was asked to throw, like I think he was the number one quarterback as far as quarterback passing rating was uh, for NCAA last year based on play-action passes. And there are certain things. And, yeah, you know, he's going to make the you know the, the combine. He's, he's a combine freak. But this time last year – us as Jaguar fans, we were very invested because we had a number one overall pick. And everyone under the sun would have said, hey, Aiden Hutchinson, that's going to be the number one overall pick. And then the combine happened, and guess what? Mm-hmm. It's nothing new, but Trayvon Walker is a better athlete than Aiden Hutchinson. But the jury's still out. It, and it just showed it. So this is the time that combine freak of, freak of nature guys rise up draft boards. So, yeah, I, I felt confident he was always going to go in the first round. Now it's a matter of – how far does he slide? I've seen Carolina at number seven is a pretty popular pick that he's had. I'm not sure. You know, it's hard to project with trades and whatever else is going to happen, but there's a handful of teams that you could see him landing at. And I, and I as much of a supporter as I am of him, and, you know, I knocked him a few times here and there last year just because it was frustrating to see the inconsistency. You would see the Utah game, but then the Kentucky-USF games that followed right behind it were just huge lights down. But then he go to Neyland Stadium in Tennessee – and play one of the best games of his life. So, really, the, the way that the defense played, that's the reason why we were 6-7 and seven last year. That's the reason why we were 6-6 six and six in, a, mm-hmm. in, a, in a bad bowl game, because of that. Not because of the way he performed more times than not. So, I'm not surprised to see him going in the first round. But And, and the one thing I didn't like that he did say from the combine, he kind of did throw his receivers under the bus in one of his answers. I'm kind of paraphrasing it, but he kind of said something like, I can't throw it and catch it. And so I, I didn't mm. really care for that. Yeah, but yeah there, there was a few drops here and there. But you know what? For as many drops as there allegedly was from his guys, there were misreads on yeah. his end as well. You know, so the, the beautiful throw that he made, the 65-yard throw or whatever on the combine, that's fine. He'll do that any time of day. But on a third and seven, can he look off two reads and then find a guy over the middle and then deliver a catchable pass? Some of those drops probably were drops because on a – five-yard slant route he threw it 65 miles an hour i'm trying to find this list and maybe i will but i don't know oh, i, I, know I would, I, know I would compare him i would compare him it's like in baseball the guy that throws 95 to 97 who can't find the strike zone yeah. is going to get drafted before the lefty that or the right whoever the guy that right. throws 89 and just gets exactly. out exactly because it's all projection and i and i understand that but like okay so here it is oh i'm sorry this is 40 times Let's see. I was looking for a list, but it had like the twenty the quarterbacks who had the twenty highest athlete quote unquote scores yeah, that, in, yeah. in combine history, yeah. athlete ratings, and like 
four of the 20, and this is how I replied to Parker, RP, four of the 20 had any level of success in the NFL. Everybody else was more or less a bust that got drafted. Now, I will high. say, and I wish you were able to find that list. I know the group chat we have with Leo, you, you have sent it in there, so I'll give you a couple seconds to find that, but I'll fill for you. Yeah, so you look at the list, and like there's some real bad names like at the bottom, like Tim Tebow and a couple of the other ones. You look at the top three, so Anthony Richardson's number one at this list. The next two that they list were very good quarterbacks in the NFL, Cam Newton and Dante Culpepper. Dante yeah. Culpepper, if he would have yeah. if he would have had the chance to play in modern day NFL, I mean he would be putting up insane numbers. So you start looking down towards the middle of that list and the bottom of that list. Yeah, you're going to see some some guys that yeah. really were just good athletes, but not good there quarterbacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you you look at the because I, mean, I think Marcus Mariota's like top Mariota, five as well. So Josh McCown, Tyree Jackson, you ever heard of him? Yeah, Zach Conkey Conk. Blaine Gabbert, Brett Hundley, RG3, Quentin Porter, Dominique Davis, Andrew Luck. Yeah, so, I mean, Andrew Luck, RG3, like I said, Dante, Dante Culpepper, Cam Cam. Yeah, Boone. I mean, I get it, you know, but, they're, like. They're, it's, it's really hit or miss. It's hit or miss. And, uh, that was more, miss more miss than hit, but I get it. And, and yeah, it's – I don't know how you're factoring those numbers in anyway because it was just a spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers, and here's how you calculate it out. And Anthony Richardson was a 10 out of 10 compared to everyone else that was, you know, nine point something or, or below it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, it's an argument. I get it. I get both sides of it. I just think, and I think Gator fans would agree. Like, is that guy a first rounder? Yeah. How many times, you think he's a first rounder? Yes. How many times? Off of talent alone, yes. How many times this year you played how many games? 12? Yeah. How many times was he the best quarterback on the field? The, the best quarterback? Was the best on quarterback the on the field. Was he the best quarterback in the Florida State game? No, but that, that, that would be one of the few. So I say, let's see. So let's was he the best Florida, quarterback in the Kentucky game? Let's go Florida State, Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee. I would say for sure those. Was now, he the best quarterback in the? Uh, like I'm talking. I'm not talking about score. Part, right. I'm talking about. I'm talking about man versus man. Now I'm not talking about score. Yeah, that's fine. Is he better than Spencer Rattler? Yes, he is. Yes, Anthony Richardson, a better college quarterback than Spencer Rattler. He's a better quarterback than, than Stetson Spencer Bennett. Rattler. Oh my God! Come on, man. Yes. Anthony Richardson is a better college quarterback than Spencer Rattler. I mean, yeah. than um, than he has, he has more. What Stetson sig- Bennett? Significantly more talent. I, I'll, you, I didn't ask you if he had more talent. I said he a better quarterback let, at this point in life. Let's just. Let, I'd rather do it. You're right. Or would you let's, say who would you rather have? Let's do plug and play. Like so, let's go Tennessee's roster instead of Hendon Hooker. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson wins the Heisman. Let's do. Instead of, you Stetson, think so? instead of Stetson Bennett, Anthony Richardson, Georgia does exactly what they do, and he wins the Heisman. You think so? I think he's that talented. I'm not saying he can't become I just that. Don't think I he think had, right yeah. now, I no. don't think he had. You're you're gonna see. We're, so we're gonna have we're gonna TJ have the last play against Vanderbilt. He threw the ball through the uprights. Yeah, that's that was bad. You're right, but <laughs> he has he has his bad moments. But also, I would like to see what he could have done like with a fully talented team. I okay, you give him. Trey Grimes, um, Van Jefferson, all those guys that we had a few years ago, he put some incredible numbers. Well, sure. I, I don't think with with Justin Shorter being your no, your, and your, I mean I get it. Guy. He didn't Ricky have Purcell much. Purcell's good, you but know, not, Purcell's serviceable. Yeah. yeah, but that that shouldn't be the guy that that you look to rely on. So yeah. I, I think you give him a chance to to. I think he's a third round draft pick. I would take Anthony Richardson on a flyer in the third round, and I think you could look like a genius. I'm not picking him in the first round if I have. Unless I am uh, ready to go, have everything ready but a quarterback, and I don't know who that is. I would say, like, I, I think a team that 
Detroit Lions. Like you have Jared Goff in place. Now rosters turn over so frequently. No, I can see that. But, one. but like you see, like the 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 receivers that they yeah. have around him, that would be a fun group. Yeah, with, with a couple running. I think backs Seattle would be it. fine. Seattle would be would be a fun team, especially now because you got two years. Yeah, you, know, you, you got a running back there. You, um, you know what, what's the tight end's name? I'm trying to think. Anyways, but yeah, Disley? they they got, they got some know. good guys there. Who's it? Who that is. Anyway, okay, moving on. We spent too much time talking about – you know, we spent way too much time on the University of Florida here the last little bit, let me just say. We didn't talk about Mercer. They're playing University of Texas tonight, Baylor this weekend. Go Bears. Probably watch them on ESPN+. Plus. That's not going to work out in your favor, buddy. Anyway, all right, moving yeah. on. Now, do you want me to deliver mine? Don't be that guy first. Yeah, because yeah, so you're going to like mine. Okay. I'm, I'm building this up. It may not deliver, but go yeah. ahead. My, my uh, don't be that guy is Deion Sanders. So, Deion Sanders, no. I think it was the Rich Eisen show. He went on a, a show and very stereotypically classified the kind of players he's looking for. Where he's like, you know, an offensive lineman, we're looking for X, Y, and Z tangible for the defensive line. We want, you know, him to have a single mom, free lunch, just trying to, yeah. get, trying to get out of the just air. Just trying to make well, it. Well, so, he, he paraphrases what he's looking for in a quarterback. So, he says... He wants a 3.5 GPA, at least a 3.5 GPA. And a quarterback. No, no yeah. off-field issues or anything like that. And the thing that got me was he wants it. He wants their quarterback to come from a two-parent home. Mm-hmm. Well, you do a little bit of research, Hunter. Deion Sanders, quarterback for this upcoming year, is his son, Shadur Sanders. Uh-huh. Deion is divorced. Oh. Doesn't come from a two-parent home? Eh. I mean, come on, man. Oh, prime. Well, and, and, and not and, only and, that. And here's the thing. Are you going to look at a kid one day and be like, well, man, you know, this kid's got a 2-8. You know, he's a five-star, run, runs a 40 faster than Andy yeah. Richardson, does all these things. He's got the accuracy of, you know, whoever you, you want to say. Trevor Lawrence. You know, and, and you know what? He's just got a 2-8, though, so he doesn't, you know. You know and, he's and, adopted. And, yeah, and the mom, we don't know what happened to the mom. <laughs> he's by his grandma. So, I'm sorry, buddy. You know, you go you go well, play for Ohio then, State because you don't fit my criteria. Come on, man. Get over yourself. Well, and then yesterday his commit from Valdosta was arrested and charged with three felonies for shooting people. So, well, yeah, his four-star guy. But, but D-tackle, though, so he's probably just trying to get out of there. He's just trying to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to jail, so he's Yeah, he's out getting out. Yeah, yeah. He's getting out of there. <laughs> he's getting so, out of yeah, there, that, all right. That, that was kind of – Lacking self-awareness, I think that's uh-huh. fair to say. Okay. Uh, yep. So that was my don't be that guy. Okay, so, you know, I talked a little bit bad about the city of Live Oak earlier, so I'm going to have to – You're going to re- double down? No, I'm not going to double down. I'm going to bring it back and, you know, say that this was obviously not their fault. I thought it was going to be, and but it's not. So I was set the stage here. Yesterday, my wife, who owns a daycare in town, I think I'm breaking news there, yep. on Duval Street. Duval. Duval. Calls me and says, hey, there's a dead deer behind our fence. One of the workers, a ball went over the fence, so one of her teachers looked over the fence, tried to get the ball, saw a dead deer laying there. She said, it looks like it's been shot. And I said, well, crap, okay. I said, well, what do we do? So I called FWC, uh, Fish and Wildlife. Yep. said, hey, listen, yep. middle of Live Oak, my wife said it looks like a shot. I'm not sure if they know the difference between a shot deer, ran over deer, whatever. But this is in Live Oak, you know, what do we need to do? She said, do you know how it got there? No, don't know how it got there. Well, that's going to be the city. You need to call the city. They'll have to remove it. So my wife calls the city. city says they're not going to remove it, which makes me kind of furious because it's like, okay, we don't want buzzards and the smell and things like that Being near so the daycare. Close to, yeah, right. children. So before I call the city back and tell them what I think about that, I call 
one of our local Live Oak Police Department employees, good young man, fine, upstanding citizen, and say, hey, here's the situation. We haven't checked this deer's pulse. I'm thinking, hypothetically, this deer could still be alive, even though we've been told it's dead. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go drag the deer from where it's at to the street. So now it is your problem if you're the city. That was my plan mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, you say it's not your problem. Their thing was, well, it's on either railroad property or somebody else's property. They should deal like with a it. gray area kind of. That's what they were trying to say. My thing was, well, I don't want this smell. I don't want buzzards around the kids at the daycare. So I'm going to drag this thing to a sidewalk, and now it is your problem, city. Yep. But I wanted to make sure, like, if I do that and somebody were, like, swerve and run over because of it or crash because of it, is that my fault? I don't know. I would say so, yeah. So <laughs> being the fine, upstanding uh, police officer that he is, Mr. Douglas Holman proceeds to say, I'll take care of it. He goes over there, and he's going to remove – the deer for us. Not only that, the chief of police, God bless Chief Davis, goes with him, and they walk behind to find the dead deer. So everything's, you know, going to get taken care of. And at this point, I've called Dwayne Mobley from Florida Fish and yeah. Wildlife. Like, hey, yeah. tried to call him first. Yeah, he's pulling rank. Called friend of the program, Matt Campbell. Like, what the heck, man? City ain't going to move this deer for me. I'm going to have to go move this deer. And so Douglas sends me a picture, TJ. And it is not a deer. It is, in fact, one of the <laughs> toy horses that someone would ride on a daycare playground back in the day that has been disposed of over the fence. So it is not a real animal. And so my wife heard from me that, thank God I didn't call and cuss someone <laughs> because you're sending me on a goose chase of a toy that you are probably responsible for. Now we're going to get a ticket for littering. So it wasn't even like like the replica deer that you shoot. No, no, practice. it wasn't it a was target an deer. Toy. It was like a toy horse that you would ride. You know, back in the day at John Hill Park. Yeah, yeah, it's got like this the spring cord at the bottom of it, right? Right, that yeah. we're spring cording around. Yeah, that we're just uh, yeah, just got it. There you go. There's a little picture of it. Yep, good times. Yeah, so I mean, in their defense, it is dark. I get it. Yeah, but yeah. if you got, if you just went around and kind of took a peek, you could very quickly see what we were dealing with there. Hmm. So anyway, don't be that gal, man. Yeah, and again, you love your wife. I didn't say my wife. Oh, I just said, okay, okay, don't be that gal in general. In general, yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, yes. that, that. but just know we're always looking out for your kids at Stepping Stones Preschool. We're trying to <laughs> make sure things are on the up and up around there. And there's not dead animals anywhere. There will near. be no dead animals. And if unless, there are, unless will take care of it. We'll drag it onto the street. Unless it's the cat we decided to adopt at the daycare a couple weeks ago. That's a whole other story. Anyway, good times. Anyway, I hope that was worth the the build was. up. I think it was. I'm, I'm nobody important. If you can't see it, it doesn't. Maybe not as. Uh, not as good but once you see it and you go wow and so then i run into douglas at the sports complex for practice later that day and i can tell he is telling people about this situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i tell him nothing to see here douglas yeah nothing to see here that, that would be a good time to have like the the men in black so like, memory zapper right. thing like, so say all that say okay, look right here boom gone big thanks to the live oak police department on the spot i'm sorry to the city of live oak employees who i thought about calling and cussing because you didn't want to help We'll talk about my water bill later because that's a whole separate issue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Good for you, man. Yeah. You owned up to your mistake. That's right. 
You had to apologize at the beginning. Yeah, for it was two weeks in a row. And now you apologize here yeah. at the end. And last week, I apologized for being involved in travel ballish type things. Tune in next week to see what Hunter apologizes about. There's a lot going on, man. A lot going on. If there is a next week. But anyway, yeah, we will be back with you soon. You got anything else for the folks today? No, that anything was it, Swain? man. That was it. Yeah, we're kind of like in a – not a lull. We're in regular season stuff. So we'll hit you up probably in a couple weeks. I don't know if yeah, we have anything we'll next week. We'll see. Try to get a couple of the coaches on, maybe a couple of players. We want to have the girls' weightlifters on to talk a little bit. Yeah. So we will do that. Got the Chamber of Commerce Golf Tournament next week, TJ. I'm looking big time. For, big time. Big I'm gonna, time. I'm looking for a dub. All right. Yeah. I'm not, probably not going to get it, but we're going to look for it. No, Ribroke asked it. me to go to the gala, and I – it was a, a gala one, or gala? Whatever. You gala, know what, gala? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, potato, potato, Lafayette, mm-hmm. Lafayette. Anyways. Mm-hmm. It was only one ticket, so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go. But yeah, I said, if you only that. have one, because they're, they're sponsoring a hole, I think, for the uh, Chamber of Commerce yeah. golf tournament. I said, now, if you only have one for that, ah. sign me up. Speaking of only having a couple tickets, I will place short. last for you, but got sign tic- me up. Got tickets to Savannah Bananas. 10 out of 10 that? recommend. Yeah, 10 out that? of 10. Yeah. Oh, if you get a chance. At the at the Jacksonville Suns, because I refuse to yes. call them the Jumbo Shrimp. Yeah, if you yeah. get a chance to go see the Savannah Bananas, do it. Well worth it. Adults, kids, all of it. It's all good. Good deal. All of good. All right, so we've covered a lot. Hopefully it was entertaining enough and you stuck with us. If not, well, heck with you. We don't really care. Whatever. And until next time, <laughs> go, dogs. go Dogs.